looking behind the news affecting internet marketing, bringing to light views from the voices, speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. This is the radio show that brings the internet marketing community to connect with you. Hosted by one of the most respected strategic consultants online. Welcome to Digital Marketing Matters. Presented by Fang Digital. And now, here's your host, Jeff Ferguson. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Jeff Ferguson with Digital Marketing Matters. Um, today on the show, I have got the legendary, uh, the fantastic, the pleasure to work with John Loomer, uh, who I've had the pleasure of um, being interviewed by in a couple of different formats. Uh, now he he had the uh, he and I met actually after I spoke at the All Facebook Conference last year. I think it was early last year. And uh, he's one of those just cool dudes that will just come right after you at the um, at the mixer afterwards and just tell you you know he he dug everything you were doing and and uh, and then we did a interview back and forth on his blog and then we did one of his pubcasts um, which I highly recommend if you get some time uh, to go find his uh, pubcast on his show. Uh, John blogs at least every day. I, I swear I see two or three <laughs> sometimes uh, because you're just constantly working. Um, he's got his own business um, that specializes in consulting for um, for social media type stuff. He, he works with a lot of different companies uh, to kind of bring things together to, to really do a lot of promotions and a lot of other great stuff. I know I've pinged him for um, questions on a regular basis uh, for just about everything. So uh, welcome to the show, John. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Jeff. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, my, it's definitely my pleasure. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the day. With um, uh, since this is John's expertise is Facebook and and uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of dive into in a little bit our our usual format you know we we try and do this kind of good night and good luck kind of deeper dive into a lot of uh, uh, the big topics and a lot of other stuff and and so while because I had John on I wanted to kind of see the big question I've always got with some of my guests is is like. When it comes to Facebook or it comes to social media in general, if even if we want to go that big, what do you what are you feeling that's that's like the big news that's come out lately that um, that maybe isn't being treated as the big news? Like, what's just not getting the, the enough attention as far as maybe major changes or anything like that? Man, it's the thing is Facebook is changing so rapidly. But I say change. I mean, they, they roll out a ton of features that just fly under the radar. That unless you're really digging into Facebook marketing, Facebook advertising, you don't even know what's happening. Um, so it's like, where do you start? But like one of the most recent things that has come out recent that came out lately that, of course, I still don't have this because Facebook loves to make me wait as long as possible. Uh, this new Facebook ad reporting. And it's uh, this this new this, this this whole new UI for reporting on Facebook ads that allows you to really dig down in the nitty gritty in terms of why uh, an ad succeeded or failed. But not only that, but like you can filter based on the demographics, placement, and all kinds of other stuff to determine. So you could it kind of eliminates the need in my mind for a lot of the split testing that we do. Like I create. I could create dozens and dozens of ads based on placement and targeting and copy and all that kind of stuff, right? But with this new ad reporting, uh, at least the way I understand it, 
you can filter so you can say, okay, what was the cost per action, desired action, whatever it was, um, based on the audience. Whereas women, 25 to 35, in the news, the, the desktop news feed as compared to men. And so it's like all these things from one ad as opposed to creating a whole bunch of different ones. That's going to be pretty awesome, I think. Mm. So, John, one of the uh, the big questions that I I know I had was that uh, I remember you writing a little bit about it on uh, it was about a Facebook ad uh, kind of change up, and then I, I think I say all of one other um, blog post by somebody else, whatever. But did did Facebook actually like they lose? Did they retire a format of some sort hmm. just recently when it came to an ad format? Yeah, I mean, again, this is one of those things. There's so many things going on right now. This is another one of those things that's kind of slid under the radar. But, um, you know, within the last month or so, Facebook announced that they'd be sl- simplifying their, their ad offerings. And the way it was reported was they were going to get rid of, I think, more than half. So I think bringing it down from 27 to 13 is what I had heard. Now, what that means has been reported differently from many different people. Facebook has not been specific, very specific about how, you know, what's going away. And one of the ways they described it was uh, they kind of alluded to the fact that sponsored stories in their current uh, state ads going forward will have a social element where possible. So mm. if that makes sense. So, so currently, you, for example, you, would, uh, you'd, you have the ability to create a page like sponsored stories. So all it is is your friend likes this page, you like it too, whatever. But in the future, my understanding is uh, if, if an ad is uh, promoting your page, there would automatically be an element within it uh, that, that includes, like this page, here are your friends who like it as well. Um, so it's, it's not real clear, but there have been a lot of people, I think, who have been overreacting to this mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, saying, oh, all sponsored stories are going away. Good. I hate sponsored stories. I don't care if my friend likes this or that. Actually, it's probably going to be worse if you hate that stuff because all the, the all ads are going to have that sponsored story element. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, as an advertiser, I'm a little concerned, though, because I love uh, to be able to, to create those sponsored stories. Because really, this is a decision that's uh, catered towards the mainstream advertiser, trying to get people... Uh, who are overwhelmed by advertising involved. So, uh, and I'm not clear, Facebook has not made this clear whether this impacts just the main Facebook self serve ad tool or if it also impacts the ads API and Power Editor, for example. So, long story, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're doing that. It hasn't really happened yet. And I'm still kind of sorting out what exactly it means. Interesting. So, yeah, while we're, I guess, talking about that one, I mean, when it comes to Facebook, I mean, you mentioned too, is is that they they come out with a lot of stuff, a lot of updates. Uh, There's always changes to their interface. There's changes to their ads they come out with. It just just seems like it's nonstop. I mean, do you think? I mean, on the one hand, you look at this is hey, that's really agile. That's that's kind of awesome that they're in this this mindset of like, hey, look, we're just going to get this stuff and we're going to release often as is kind of like the, the mantra of the, the Agile set, right? And um, But on the other hand of this, you got to wonder if looking from uh, from a piece of software that is used by so many like regular folk, right? I mean, you and I, we're, we're kind of in business. 
and we can look at this and and when, when changes happen in the interface we can kind of go hey look everybody just calm the hell down it's just you know this is just the way that software mm -hmm. works but you know when like my wife or or when uh you know the all the the, the regular folk right see this you know you can kind of see them lose their minds it was like oh psh, why is the button over here now? Or I hate this, or this is doing this, or whatever. And you gotta wonder: Does I mean, are they are they changing things too much for for regular people? And are regular people where they're happier? It's kind of that old school like Microsoft release schedule where the you know there was one new update of Office a year, and that's that's all they ever needed to do. Or what do you think? That's a good question. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for for people who freak out about changes. I mean, I know. Yeah, we got to worry about the mainstream, um, but in in general, people hate change. And um, I think what's what's interesting, like if you were to go back over time, and every time they freak out, but they freak out about losing the the version of Facebook they have now that they previously freaked out about that it became, you know, in the past. If that makes any sense, so that. I th they always say I want the old Facebook, but really they don't. It's just that they hate change in general. And yeah. I think if you were to give people the option of using the Facebook they have now or the Facebook that existed three years ago, they'd still choose what they have now. It's just that, yeah, the adjustment can be kind of tricky with something that is always progressing. And that's just kind of the nature, I think, of the beast right now is that if Facebook doesn't innovate, they're probably screwed. I mean, look at and not to, not to ever compare anything to MySpace, because come on, it's not. And I hate that comparison. But because they, they took so long to innovate and they weren't innovating, they're done. So I think uh, in, in general, um, I'm, I love the fact that they're constantly changing and finding what actually works and what people respond to as, a par as opposed to giving in to public outcry every time any change is made. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just, I mean, I don't think the thing will ever be finished, but I don't think any software really ever was to start with. I, I, uh, I think where where their mindset was is they'd gotten used to that that kind of software update style. But even then, even with a major update, I mean, I remember when like when Office came out and they made that major switch where they included that ribbon up at the top, and they, you know, I said, okay, this is this is the new way. This is going to go, and people lost their shit, and it, you know, kind of going, it's, you know, it's like. He goes, come on, you just got to get used to it. It's just that it's just the change up on anything, and it's you know. But uh, I guess if you go back and look at it, it, it's the the process for for things changing is just getting faster and faster as as things move forward. And, it, and that happens with everything. You got to remember, you know, probably the biggest change that people used to have is maybe where they lived at some point. So you're talking something that may maybe changed like once a decade, maybe longer, uh, you know, if, you know, when it came to that. And then maybe, you know, when cars started to come around, they'd get a new set of, um, you know, a new car, maybe once every like four or five years or whatever. So they'd had plenty of time to get used to it. And the change over that was, was almost exciting because they had plenty of time to do things. But now we've got stuff to where like every time you open it up, this thing is is you know got a shift on it. You know they move this over here. This is doing whatever. And and I think maybe with Facebook and, and a lot of these other sites that are kind of that are doing that agile methodology is that they need to focus a little bit more on on saying hey look we we really have to pay attention to um, if it is a major change then we we really have to kind of ease them into it a little bit. But the little subtle changes as long as they're truly subtle 
as long as there's just something where it's like, hey, you barely notice this move over here, but it makes a massive difference in the back end or something along those lines. I, I think that's cool, but it's I, I think it's just ultimately that Facebook is such a young company and they and they're so used to programming and not giving a crap about like what anybody thinks. So they're going to have to get out of that habit as they kind of grow up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, and I think what would be helpful is if um, they allowed you to opt into a beta test group. So and I'm sure they would they would have no issues whatsoever getting getting testers. I mean they they probably have more than they want, um, but I would love to be a, a part of that so that I could always get the the latest greatest stuff, um, and don't have to wait for mom and grandma to get it before I get it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I think that could be a solution. But um, in general, I think Facebook has uh, taken a. Kind of an approach that you're referring to, to to slow it down for the mainstream, but when it comes to advertising, right? So yeah, and that's why they're simplifying ads first of all. But they they understand that they have two different groups. They have the mainstream advertiser or the novice or the the person who hasn't even gotten into it yet that they're trying to attract to to advertising. I keep it as simple as possible for those people to keep them involved and keep them spending their money. But then you also have the, the more advanced marketer who wants full control of their ads. They don't want Facebook automating anything. Uh, they, they want to uh, create a specific type of ad and have a specific type of targeting and placement, all these things. All right? So those are two completely separate groups. And that, set, that second group wants all the new features and bell, bells and whistles and all this stuff. The first group probably doesn't care. So. Sure. I think it's pretty smart in their approach that they do have that self-serve ad tool that caters to the masses. Um, and then they have Power Editor and the the ads API where the rest of us can get dirty. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know I use all of them <laughs> at any given yeah. moment. I mean, we've got, I've got plenty of times where I, I swear when it's, when, for instance, when I'm just promoting Fang in itself, I either um, I do it or the uh, my social media person will do it. Where we we actually don't mind the that kind of self serve quickie startup thing where um, it goes through and creates was it two or three different ads sometimes when it, when you do it so you kind of hit this thing and say hey just promote this and it right. coughs up a, a bunch of variations for it and you kind of go you know it's actually fine that's cool that's all I really need. <laughs> you know but I've got other ones where, where you know we'll do some really advanced stuff either for for the own company itself or, or for our, our stable of clients and and uh, where we're getting into some of the deep cool stuff where you need that other interface and you're you're kind of digging into the uh, um, uh, what's the one we talked about the other day where it's like you actually upload the the email list into it does oh start, yeah custom, custom audiences custom audiences and uh, where you actually do the custom audiences, and there's just no way around it. You kind of have to do it that way. And and but you know, it, it makes sense to do the thing. It's it's I guess it's the difference between you know from uh, uh, for our search audience, you know, that's listening to it's is uh, you know there's there there's AdWords Express, and then there's the uh, then there's regular AdWords interface, and there's the you know the the kind of the editor side of things, and and uh, um. It just makes things, uh, you know. It, I guess it just you got to apply to everybody on that one. So. I mean, we—I don't think either one of us think it's too much, and and I think some of the other people doing it. So I mean, maybe, maybe is the big solution here that they they do need to get into like more of a a beta tester group, or is it something where, you know, this this kind of like hey, we're just going to sneak it to everybody and see what happens kind of method is 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 that? Do you think that's going to hang on? Oh, we'll see. I mean, honestly, what what they've been doing isn't hurting. 
Yeah. So any backlash they get, I mean, they, they've gotten as much backlash as you can you can imagine that they'd ever get for for some of their rollouts, and it doesn't matter. So it's kind of hard for Facebook to say, "Oh, well, we should change this approach." It's still working. Yeah. And I and I do appreciate. Um, and I don't know if you do or not, but like I really do appreciate the fact that um, that they do seem to be the first one to admit when something like just didn't work. Like they'll book them back and say, "Hey." You know, we hey, you got to try it, right? And and, it, <laughs> and right. we're just, just going to roll this one back, and it just didn't take off the way we thought it was. And, and there, there's something to that, I think. But yep, yeah, they'll push the limits and then they'll pull back. Awesome, very cool. Um, so cool. So we're going to run to a break uh, just for a bit here. Uh, listen down in a few commercials. Uh, come on back, and John and I are going to talk a little bit more about a uh, subject near and dear to our hearts, which is the kind of that money ball um, uh, baseball kind of uh, methodology that, that I know I've mentioned a couple of times, but uh, I know John is a big fan of when I do. So we're, we'll kind of get in a little bit when we talk metrics and a few other things. So we'll be right back. We'll return with more Digital Marketing Matters in just a moment. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Hi, this is Victor Pitts, host of Domain Masters, one of the longest-running radio shows on webmasterradio.fm. We'll show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business, plus we'll discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry. Domain Masters, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for finding Digital Marketing Matters only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Jeff Ferguson. 
Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome back. This is Jeff Ferguson. On the line today, I have John Loomer. Um, John and I have been talking about uh, Facebook because uh, that's what John is just the master of all space and time when it comes to Facebook. And it's always uh, it's always a good uh, good chance to be uh, get up to date with him. Um, again, I highly recommend it. John has his own uh, blog that he does uh, swear at least uh, once a day, if not more. Um, he's also got his famous uh, pubcast, which I've been a guest on before, and he's had a few other people too before. Where he actually encourages his uh, his people to drink on the air with him, uh, which we did. Actually, one funny story I was going to tell people. So when the first time that we did that. Uh, pubcast interview with John. He invited me on, and we had scheduled about midday when we were going to record this thing. And so we, you know, we cracked a, uh, we cracked some booze open. I think John was working at Guinness, and and I, uh, I decided to go a little old school, a little madman, and and actually make a Manhattan uh, for myself when I was doing it. And we made it all the way through this episode, and John's pubcast go for about an hour. And we made it all the way through this thing uh, drinking, and I think by the end of it, something went haywire with the technology, and we just lost the recording. And uh, so I'm going, you know, and by the time you've you've got a nice strong cocktail in it, I think John had two beers. And, um, and we're going, oh, no, we just killed this thing, and we didn't have time to, like, pick it up and do it again, so we just scheduled it again for the next day. So I had two different days where, like, I, I realized that, you know, I'm, I'm drinking hard liquor right in the middle of the day. And, uh, you know, you've got people wandering in, in my office going, I says, why? You know, it must be nice to be the boss. Go, hey, look, do you ever see me do this <laughs> at any other given time of the day? You know, but uh, it was I, I thought that was pretty comical. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's, oh, man, I was I was like, right. Like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, we had gotten to like 45 minutes or something, something ridiculous. And it, it was, you know, it wasn't one of those normal things like Skype, Skype crashes. But the thing that actually records this whole conversation crashed and lost i could not get it back uh but but like you said it said you know if you can do it twice and have two consecutive days of drinking at about noon you know that's uh something you can you can deal with yeah it, it does remind you why you got into the business I guess. <laughs> that's right so uh we're gonna kind of like delve a little deeper into into the kind of the geeky side of the business if we if you know, not to say that we weren't geeky enough already, but the uh, uh, but more on the metrics side of the fence because John and I do love talking metrics and and um, as I mentioned before, uh, when John had sent me speak at the All Facebook Conference, I had I had premiered a um, a new speech that I was kind of working on for the first time where I where I likened um, a lot of metrics that are used in social media to uh, the some of the crappy metrics that it can be used in baseball and used uh, the movie and the book uh, Moneyball as a way to kind of bring that together. And uh, I've mentioned it on the show before a couple times where, you know, uh, the guys behind Moneyball and, you know, the, between um, the Oakland A's and, and uh, the other guys over at Sabermetrics and everything, um, they kind of developed the system because they thought a lot of the weird metrics that were used in baseball uh, were just stupid uh, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like they just lied or they were efficient. And I remember the one I used for that show, and I've used a couple different variations on the theme, was this concept of like the error in baseball, which is um, it's a fielding metric. And it's just this dumb thing where basically like they they can actually measure like how bad fielders are by like when they make an error but the like the big problem was is, is that you only ever get an error if you actually bother to try at all um so you can actually go through and just have the ball drop you know f 10 feet from you 
and, and not make any effort at all, and then you just actually wouldn't get marked as an error because you didn't put the you didn't go for it in the, in the attempt. And uh, I know Bill James, who's the guy that really came up with a lot of this, was just just thought this was just one of the great lies of baseball because you got these guys that were maybe fantastic fielders for the most part or a bunch of things that were, um, you know, that would lose their jobs because they, um, um, because they actually wouldn't, um, because they screw up just for that one particular instance. Yeah. 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 That definitely, uh, man, and you got my attention when you started talking about Moneyball. I mean, I'm a big baseball stats nerd. And, um, you know, it's funny about baseball is that, you ha- and this is evolving, it's improving, thankfully, like you said, that partly thanks to the A's, partly due to uh, sabermetrics. But for the longest time, you ask anybody what are the most important hitting metrics, for example, they'd say batting average, home runs, and RBI. Now, home runs is definitely very, very important. Batting averages to a point. RBI argues almost completely worthless because worthless it's dependent on so many factors. And then even pitching, it's like I was like, oh, how many wins did they get? It's just stupid, stupid uh, stat, especially these days. Uh, and then fielding, it was what's your fielding, fielding percentage? How many errors did you commit? Um, so stupid one in there, by the way, for pitching. Oh, God, saves yeah. is awful because what they do, what you can do now is like, so you can compare all these guys who are getting like 300, 400, 500, 600 saves, but they all do it in an inning or less. Right. So you try to compare it to guys who got saves 30, 30 years ago, like Raleigh Fingers, one of the greatest closers ever, but he, he didn't get very many saves. All the saves were like two, three, sometimes four innings and uh, because they were used differently. They were used in the high leverage situations, which is really kind of the concept here is like you, you got a tough situation. You got the bases loaded at sixth and who are you going to throw in there? Our best guy, this closer, whatever it is, we've just defined that. But now you would never consider consider putting that guy out there. You have to. We have to wait till the ninth inning. You've got to have. You got to be up by three runs or less, and it's got to be a save situation. Otherwise, it's just it's horrible, horrible stat. Absolutely. So, so with that, kind of that in mind, right? It, it, yeah. We, I remember uh, when we did that one. We talked about like the 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 big lemon, the big like goober error kind of thing that's in social media um, has to be um, things like the like and when it comes to followers and a few other kind of things that are um, the best way to describe them is they're diagnostic metrics in a lot of ways. Right. And, and that's, uh, that's something I know I've been uh, kind of clarifying a little bit more because I, I, I did come out and basically said, hey, look, you know, the, the like is a lie. It's just completely worthless and it doesn't do anything. And, it, and it's not that I'm completely changing that in a lot of ways. It's just that in order to kind of clarify my point, I'm saying, hey, look, there's there's plenty of these diagnostic style metrics that are all throughout um, interactive media. And with social media, like the like and the follower and a few other ones um, are, are part of that set that really um, – on their own, they're they're worthless. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, but it's something where you're as you're working towards something else, they're incorpororated into that. And and uh, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the the, the like, the follower, and reach uh, are stats that I feel like, in and of themselves, uh, don't mean a whole lot because you need context, right? So you could tell me, hey, I got a hundred thousand new likes to my Facebook page, or this post. This post reached reached a hundred thousand people. Um, in each case, I'm like, uh, okay, so. But you could have, but maybe that's completely unqualified. So the hundred thousand people 
you got for your likes or followers or whatever it is are people who don't give a damn about, about your product or your service or your, your niche or whatever it is and you bought those or whatever or you reached 100,000 completely random people who completely ignored what, you, what, what your post was all about. So you have to have context with those things. So it's all about quality of, like I would take 10,000 quality fans over 100,000 people in some country who can't even read what I'm <laughs> um, but, but the problem is that so many people look at just that number and don't qualify. Yeah, um, yeah so, so for me it's all about you know, what is the desired action and you measure that. And so, so in the end you're not um, obsessed with these, these inflated numbers that don't really mean anything in the end. You're like, okay, well, how, as, a, as a result of this post, how many sales did I get? How many link clicks did I get? How many, you know, whatever it is, that desired action that you wanted, as opposed to something that doesn't mean a whole lot, which is reach or likes. Yeah. And do you, so do you think that, like, the larger issue is is that, uh, that metrics in general that we've – I don't know. I think we've opened like a Pandora's box, and the fact that there's there's so many things that we can measure, uh, but we we really never stop to uh, ask ourselves whether or not we should at all in a lot of ways. Or is it something where we just need to get better at um, when we speak to our clients, or when we speak to uh, kind of like the steps that are above us in a lot of ways of not necessarily um, even offering up certain metrics to kind of like a, a level up view on that thing to where basically saying, hey, look, what we're going to report back to you is this um, and, and that this should be basically what you're, you know, the, what the goal of the campaign is, the real KPIs um, versus like how much it's actually costing you get that thing. So we're talking back to like sales, cost, ROI, done, right? You know, and, and everything else along those lines, these diagnostic tile stuff. You know, you guys, you just don't get to see that anymore because there's really just no need to, and it really all it's going to do is is cause you a lot of pain and suffering by trying to figure out what it is, um, or is it something where you know we need to be continually transparent no matter what? Yeah, I mean, the, the problem I think is it has been dumbed down, and part of that has to do with uh, you know at least I, I'm looking at it from the face, Facebook perspective, but Facebook is partly responsible for that. I mean, how many likes does your page have? That's something you immediately see, you know, when, when you go to someone's page. So you're, this is a measure of is this a good page or not, um, rightly or wrongly. And then Facebook is responsible in that when they try to get you to advertise, they've been focusing more and more over what is the reach. You need to have good reach, and this is why. And I, so they, they, they're, they're a problem here as well. Um, but in, <clears throat> in general, um, when we dumb this down, I think dumbing down and simplifying is okay to, as long as you're simplifying to the right metrics. Um, and those metrics currently, um, they're not always easy to easy to dig up. Um, so, so like a lot of these things, you know, what was your desired action? You know, link clicks and these things. A lot of these things you can't even find unless you dig into an export um, uh, or do some more research. And um, so, so I think that's partly the, the fault of Facebook for not making it easy to, to find. But ultimately, look, we as marketers just need to do a better job of under and expressing that to the client. So maybe you do tell them how many likes, but can, can we start focusing on, okay, this is how we got these likes. 
and why we know that these are some quali qualified people. They're, these are how many people we have in the U.S. who are, or even within 50 miles, 50 mile radius of your business, uh, who are ages 35 to 45, male, whatever. Uh, and so all these things, we should start qualifying these, pe these people as, as opposed to just as general raw number. Now nah, I can dig that. I mean, I, I, I've always kind of said, I, I think one of the reasons why um, our industry will use diagnostic metrics so much on a lot of ways, I mean, there's a couple of reasons, but they're, I think one of them is that um, they are fairly good at, at showing some sort of movement in a, in a yeah. lot of ways oh, yeah. and something that where you're, where you're talking about the long con in a lot of ways. And, um, and it's, uh, you know, it's that, that concept of a, Hey, look, um, you know, I mean, back to like SEO and, and social media is kind of in that same camp as well. We were talking about something where um, it's not as immediate as, as one would think where, you know, you do have to build up an audience or you have to get, um, you know, pages indexed or you do have to get links to it and things like that. And, and um, you know, it's hard to go back to the client and say, hey, look, I just need you to have some patience. Um, you know, these things will work over time and whatever, and uh, the client will tell you to go to hell because you're just kind of going, well, no, uh, you know, it's like, we need, you know, where's this, I'm paying you guys to do something and nothing seems to really happen. So you kind of default back to this idea of like, hey, look, um, look, the, your pages move from here to here, or you've got this many links or you've got whatever. And that proves that I'm working uh, in a lot of ways. But I, and, uh, and when it comes to social media, I think it's the same thing where, um, it's kind of like you're going, hey, look, look at all these likes we got you or look at these followers we've got you or whatever and uh, see them, you know, look, mom, working. Uh, it's this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think ultimately uh, we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot uh, in a lot of ways by doing that because they, when we come back later on and say, all right, now ignore those because they really aren't that important. What we really need to focus on the fact is, is that you did get sales or you did whatever. And the client, I think, is just baffled by, by that whole conversation. Yeah, and maybe it just means uh, setting some expectations from the beginning, uh, kind of specking out what success looks like and how how long it's going to take, uh, as opposed to you know just focusing on likes and whatever. Very cool. All right, we're going to take a, another quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back with John Loomer on Digital Marketing Matters. We'll return with more Digital Marketing Matters in just a moment. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> you're not alone. 
These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim Clear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim Clear, this is how you sell with social. Aim Clear, this is how you sell with social. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Your home for the latest on internet law and policy. From Capitol Hill to the White House, the courthouse to the State House, the FTC to the State Attorney General, the Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for finding Digital Marketing Matters, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Jeff Ferguson. All right, welcome back, kids. Uh, we're here with John Loomer um, of johnloomer.com. Uh, I highly recommend you uh, run out to his site, you subscribe to his feed, um, you follow him on Twitter, on Facebook, and all that good kind of stuff. He is uh, a man worth listening to when it comes to uh, the Facebook and all things that are social media. Um, I, I know I am a, a follower, and, and uh, supposedly I'm, I'm supposed to be one of the, the more influential ones. But I, I don't think I could do it as well without uh, without John's feet around these days. So, um, so we were talking about money bong. We we're talking about um, metrics and how uh, you know maybe we've kind of screwed things up and a few other things. But uh, what I wanted to move on for as as we kind of wrap up the show and, and run in the end of it is is kind of go into this deep thought, big picture kind of stuff and and really talk about um, what do you think is is next when it comes to Facebook specifically? Is it, I mean, what's what do you think is going to be the next really big uh, kind of mind blower to come out of this camp that we're that maybe we're not. Uh, just going to expect or, or focus on or anything along the it could be within the interface, it could be advertising, it could be whatever. Yeah, I mean, Facebook, um, as I've kind of seen, watched them over the last five, six, seven years, um, what's always interesting is that in it, by itself, like some certain rollout might make, make might not make a whole lot of sense or maybe no one's using it or whatever. And all of a sudden you'll see a series of these rollouts and eventually a big one. And then all of a sudden, they all work together, and it all makes sense. So that's kind of the way I see a lot of these advertising rollouts that have happened over the last year. Right? You got partner categories, just insane amount of targeting uh, based on someone's uh, purchase history. Right? FBX, retargeting uh, after someone's visited your website, targeting them again on Facebook. Conversion tracking, not enough people doing that. And we talk about you know the important uh, actions, tracking conversions. So custom audiences, we've spoken about that. But th- these are all these things that kind of live out there, float around independently, are pretty awesome by themselves. But I kind of I think that we're gonna be moving in this direction where eventually Facebook slows down maybe a little bit on the innovation in terms of creating new features and brings them all together. To and maybe this is where they're headed with this simplified advertising. I don't know, uh, but uh, all I know is there's all these features out there to target your ideal customer to to get that uh, desired action conversion, whatever it is. And I think they just need to work better together. What that looks like, we'll see. But I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Interesting. Hey, so who do you, uh, it's always kind of fun, who, who do you think there is their next big acquisition that they're going to pull out of that? 
Oh man, next big acquisition. Uh, you know, I honestly don't. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it, I, I'm more focused on on where they're going with the current product as opposed to you know what where, where's the next direction they're heading uh, as a result of bringing someone else into the fold or killing some other, I guess, uh, business. Right. So with the, uh, I guess the other one I, I saw it happen was, was it was last week or whatever was with Instagram, which is theirs now, yeah. right? And uh, right, right. Um, and then finally doing, uh, not finally, but who knows? I, I, I actually I should kick myself for doing that because I hate it when people say, "Oh, fi- they're finally doing this," and it's got like a like you know anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? But they, uh, but uh, well, you know, when they basically went through and added, um, they added video to Instagram or like yes. a, a search run video kind of stuff, and and uh, from my point of view, when they did that. I actually, I've always said that anytime a, a company does that, when they can do something like, hey, we're just going to flip the switch and start doing video and whatever, I think what that does is in, in, inadvertently kind of exposes like how weak the business model is or how weak the technology model is for certain companies like Vine or a few other ones where mm-hmm. um, when you go back at it and, and I, you know, I, as an entrepreneur myself, right, I mean, you know, besides the fact that I, that I do things in internet marketing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a small business owner myself. I've actually started a couple of business over the years. And you, and one of the things I know I look at when I'm writing up a plan or if I'm in, you know, looking at a, an investment or something along those lines is a, the big thing I always look at is like, well, how replicable is this? This is something where, you know, any kind of company step up and say, hey, this is a great idea. We're just going to just add this to our existing product because it makes sense. But I'm sure, meanwhile, like the another company was out there basically just praying that rather than just replicate it, they just buy them as part of the process. Yeah. And I, I think ultimately that's what happened was uh, that basically, they, you know, it just kind of exposed the fact that Vine wasn't all that creative in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, I, and it's fun and it does what it does. But there was no model there, I think, along yeah. those lines. And it's something that was too easy to, to add on to. I mean, is you think that happens a lot in this business there? Yeah, yeah, and look, I never really, I tried out Vine a little bit and thought it was kind of cool and interesting. It is unique, you know, I mean, I haven't seen anything like it before, uh, but I never really got into it. And I also, look, I don't want to sound archaic uh, a year or two years from now when Vine is destroying everybody, kind of like the way, I'm sure I said the same things about Twitter a a few years ago, but it's just like six seconds, you're just kind of limited, especially from a uh, a marketer's perspective. I think, like, what can you really do with that? And um, so, uh, I, 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 and I think a big uh, key to me is like when uh, when um, they they rolled out Instagram Video. Not only was I starting to use it and kind of liked it, but I saw my friends using it too. And I think that's that's where you kind of know something's catching on. But um, I mean, that's just the number that we're seeing of how many people are using it. But the way that now they'll be able to fully integrate that within Facebook, it's got to kill Vine, I'd, I'd assume. But uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's a good little product. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that integration, I think, is the, is the next biggest step. Because right now, it just isn't. I mean, I, yeah. I, know they, I know they think it is in a lot of ways. But until that, until that's just completely seamless and nobody can tell the difference or anything, that right now, it just it feels sloppy. But it's, I, I think it's close. I think that's when they're going to get like the, the rest of like people really into this stuff. I mean, it's... Right. I mean, it's got to be like when you are in your Facebook app and you say, I'm going to record a video... You should have an option to record it as an Instagram video. 
mm-hmm. um, and as opposed to you know your because you can record sixty seconds or whatever you know. So that and until it's actually integrated that way, it's not integrated. It's just like any other uh, app where you're connected to Facebook and you can share it to Facebook. Right. Absolutely. Well, cool. So, okay, my my engineer is waving his arms and losing his mind. <laughs> We've we're run over, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up today. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you so much for coming over. Uh, it's been forever and uh, and a day since we've actually like hung out in person. So let's uh, let's make sure we we actually make that happen next time. We're we're somewhere. I know you're out in the Midwest, so it's a little bit difficult. But uh, um, get your ass to a show pretty soon here, so that we can uh, hang and get uh, and do some drinking in person. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's get a beer one day. And uh, thank you all uh, for another episode of Digital Marketing Matters. Uh, My name is Jeff Ferguson. I am CEO of Fang Digital Marketing. Uh, Please feel free to stop by our blog at fangdigital.com slash blog. Uh, We've actually got a bunch of brand new eBooks out there, including a brand new one on how to moneyball your SEO role in your organization. And uh, it's been very, very popular. So we're really enjoying that. Um, meanwhile, um, I also wanted to give a shout out that I will be speaking in North Carolina later this month on uh, July 29th through the 31st uh, for the search exchange out in that area. So we'll go ahead and look that up and you'll see me. I'm talking SEO this time. And uh, otherwise, I will see you all in the next episode. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.